Good morning. Good morning. December 16th, 2019, episode 6 of the Colloquial Koi podcast. Central Ohio and North Eastern Central Ohio is blanketed, blanketed, blanket, blanket. It has a blanket of winter wonderland. Had a slight uh, dusting accumulation, whatever you want to call it. Maybe a couple inches. Uh, But uh, on this trip that I have to work, uh, lots of, I don't know, pine tree type. I just love seeing those with the uh, snow kind of hanging on it. It's a picturesque Burling, uh, Burling and Ives, Irving Berlin whatever one of those quintessential americana george bailey christmas pictures i love it and i like to enjoy it that way because then the roads are cleared and then i could still enjoy the uh, beauty around me without having to deal with any road rage syndromes just kidding uh, real quick, off the bat, while I'm on the subject, I said George Bailey. I don't know why it came to my mind, but I'll tell you, um, I feel behind on my Christmas movies this time of year. I don't know what's going on with me. My favorite comedy Christmas show of all time is Clark W. Griswold and his family Christmas Vacation. Classic. Classic. Uh, so many lines in that, and if you've ever been around me, I tend to repeat them throughout the year, which says that Christmas is alive every day in my heart. My favorite, uh, one of my daughters, um, we were talking about this, so of course Christmas Vacation is my, my favorite as it relates to comedy. My favorite Christmas movie of all times is It's a Wonderful Life. That movie, um... I don't know. It just fits the era. It also fits generation after generation, no matter color TV, HD TV. It just fits. It feels right. It's something that's very deep within inside of us, at least from 
a human standpoint that we long to be in community, we long to matter, and we long for things that can't be bought and sold. I guess part of that was the message of that movie to me that, you know, George George put all his hopes and dreams on hold um, to help a town, the town that he grew up in. Um, so he seems to be always the giving type. There's a part in the movie where his dad says, you know, you were born old. You were born old, George. And he says, what's that? You know, in my he's deaf in one ear you were born old um so he's an old spirit and he had every chance to just leave that old rickety buildings and loans the business accountant pennies the pinch pennies to save on a stick of copper he ended up staying and his brother was able to go to school with the money he saved george wanted to be an engineer see the world and that didn't happen um the day of their his wedding they ended up using their wedding money to help keep the business afloat so just an interesting story and and I guess for me it resonates with me it's one of those characters that by no means would I consider myself a George Bailey in any stretch of the word uh but it it resonates because sometimes we find ourselves in places that we never planned or set out for Um, it was never a part of our five year plan or ten year plan or twenty year plan but you find yourself there uh, making it count and being uh, graceful to those around you and and sharing hope and I think that was part of the message of of that story too was, was George was a man of hope and without that type of business that they provided They would all be living in the slums of Potterville, which, you know, speaks to that, I don't know, greed, corruption, capitalism side of us that, you know, we all want to get rich maybe sometimes, but then it becomes uh, our wealth is on the shoulders of others maybe. I I don't know. So anyhow, great movie, uh, top to bottom. Uh, You know, there's always the, the talk about Die Hard being a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. Uh, the Home Alone series, of course, those, uh, you know, with Macaulay Culkin, you know, and the, the, at the time, I remember when those came out, and just how wonderful they were, and as a kid, it was clean, and we could laugh at it, ah, guy got hit in the face, but now as an adult, when I see, uh, that actor, Macaulay Culkin, man, I feel for that kid, what that kid went through, you know, these child actors, what they're maybe subjected to, and, just that type of lifestyle while it's all you know be a star be this be that but boy it comes with a price tag on it but anyhow and then I'll say one that is probably I wouldn't call it far out there but I think you have to put gremlins in the discussion too just because it's around Christmas time and and I like it from a standpoint it's one of those that I can't watch every year just because I don't know maybe it's maybe there's triggers with it but for me it's it very much tries to put a bow on this Christmas season you know where you have this cute cuddly version this warm 
uh, lovely version of the holiday, and then it turns on you. Then, then you've got the the capitalism, the gremlins, the monsters just wreaking havoc everywhere, and uh, that's an intense show. Um, I'll always have a soft spot for not so much episode two and three, but the original Santa Claus with. <laughs> Tim Allen. Love that. I thought that came out at the right time, too. Um, of course, Charlie Brown. It's the Charlie Brown Christmas. That is for a television show and the message that it shared. And I just like that type of art, too. It's not, you know, over-the-top perfect, but it's perfect for that. I, I love that. I always, That'll always hold a place. But also, like, uh, one of the ones that I thought was pretty well done, and then I'm going to move off of this topic, was um, Polar Express. Maybe that came out at a time when my kids were little, and I can enjoy that without being ashamed. But I thought that was really well done, at least from the the story and the music, and I just thought it, it feels Christmassy. So, anyhow, so on that topic of Christmas uh, this weekend something that I wanted to talk about. The wife and I had an opportunity to go to uh, Jerome Dublin High School. They have a great uh, performing arts auditorium, by the way, but a church, Vista Community Church. seems like they've got campuses all over the place. I'm trying to read this real quick. But anyhow, the name of the production was called Wonder with a question mark and exclamation point. So it was, it was set up to be like one of your classic Christmas cantata type of things. I mean, it's been a long time, at least for me, in a church setting to see such a great choir. Holy moly, was that choir good. Um, just a bunch of skilled singers. They had an orchestra pit, all the musicians you could ask for. But part of it, they were telling the, the gospel message and telling the message of the, the birth of Christ and, and where it goes. And, and um, the pastor of that church, his wife was the, um, she's a psychologist, or I think they do psychology together, but she also kind of conducted this show and then did some singing. But um, he had a real nice message about faith and doubt. And anyhow... Um, so they, you know, I'll just read through some of the the songs that they had. The Mystery of Christmas, O Come All Ye Faithful, Love's the Reason, What a Friend, Messiah, Waymaker. And then this is where they pulled me in. So they did a song by a uh, rap artist, NF. Nate is his first name, or Nathan, uh, F must be his last name, but NF. And that guy is... He is skilled and gifted too, but they did this song called Change. So if you're going to put this into a production, you got my attention. So of course they did like some, I don't know, interpretive dancing to that song. Uh, I'll go back to that, but another song they did, Rescue. I think that's by that Daigle girl, Little Drummer Boy, Raise a Hallelujah and Glory Hallelujah. Just well, well done from a standpoint that I think it at least for me, I'll be perfectly honest, the opening act where it was, they did a great job with, I mean, for being a a church that meets in a high school, the sound equipment, the lights, the, 
atmosphere, that opening set was just brilliant, just, I mean, really tugged at your heart just from a general concept point, because there was just a flood of emotions there, so it was well done, it was well, well thought out, as far as I'm concerned, um, they had, while the production was going on, uh, there was a gal up towards the left, had a black canvas where she was doing some white paintings and basically was painting like a nativity scene while the production was going on that is awesome that was um short of wanting to pay and have that myself that was such a beautiful piece to see them working through that but just well thought out well done top to bottom uh, definitely pulled on the heartstrings, and definitely it was one of those productions. No matter where you're at in the in the faith, whether you're not into the faith at all, whether you're a vet, whether you've come and gone, it had some of those elements. It wasn't <sighs> so like Star Wars. Maybe it's hard for people to just jump into a movie without some of the backstory. Um, I felt like they did this in a way that, hey, you don't need to know all the all the backstory. You don't need to know. They just did a good job on what the message of the season was really about, and you know, with some takeaways for people to chew on. You know, and, and in that situation, I think they were going to do like six shows over the weekend. You know, inviting family, and of course, they had a little kids chorus, which was cute. You know, those kids singing, like, there's no tomorrow. That was so awesome. Um, just very well done. So one of the things that the uh, pastor was talking about, you know, and he goes, you can, I get up here and try and talk to you, and you have no idea what I'm talking about. You don't care. You were drug here. You were running late, but you're here. So that counts for something. And so he... He kind of laid out this idea, so uh, faith and doubt, um, you can't have one without the other, right? And he just kind of weaved this little story about, you know, what motivates us into action? What motivates us into action? Is it our doubt that motivates us into action? So if our doubt motivates us in action just in life in general what do we do do we usually withdraw we become skeptical we can become guarded all for good reasons right um but that's people it's human nature and then you know the faith side of it you know we we act uh we seek to be in community we seek to to support others and lift up others and um you know, share life with people, and I think that's, you know, part of what I continue to learn and continue to grow and walk through life, whether it's work and family and everything else, why is it so hard for us to be open and honest? We all have struggles, we all have stuff. That was one of the things, that NF song that they had in it called Change. And I'll, I'll maybe see if I can put a YouTube link in this or something where you guys could listen. Just a brilliant song. And this guy is just a brilliant rap artist. 
uh, great positive message, good stuff, and, and talking about going through some change, and, you know, from a guy that had nothing, barely hanging on, uh, you know, to a millionaire, you know, and making all this money, and trying to fulfill his dreams, but is this my dream, and, you know, talking about the stress and the anxiety, and part of that song, he goes, you know, talking about what he's done over the years, and maybe this year, he'll talk to God, you know, and almost saying, like, hey, maybe that's the last step, I, I've, maybe being open and honest, but I haven't talked to God for so long, or I haven't talked to him, maybe that will change my mindset, you know, that's a faith step, I guess is what I'm saying, and so, why is it so hard, all us human beings, there is no one perfect, there is no one without struggle, uh, we all have them, we all got stuff, we all got hang-ups, here I am, trying to talk to you and I, I've got this holiday season anxiety rolling over me. I don't know why. It's not like I'm doing all the hosting and cooking and things like that, but it's just, I think I have some thoughts, but, um, but why are we so guarded with what our heart is? And, and so I had said something this weekend, got together with a, with a men's group and, you know, and I had said something I don't know, somebody asked how, how I was doing, and I said, I'm living the dream, and it was one of those that I started to say that probably over the past year, um, so I've tried the, the idea, like, it's all about the attitude, if I say everything sucks, that's all I'm going to think about, so if I really cognitively say, I'm living the dream, I'm trying to affirm that, or not affirm that, but make that be my attitude. I am living the dream. I woke up today. I have a job. I have a house. We have food. We have everything that we would need and probably want if we really wanted it bad enough, I guess. You know, outside of some of the headaches that work and just living in community with people brings from time to time, we are living the dream. I mean, we can still go to the grocery store the night before a big party and get all the supplies that we need, right? That doesn't happen everywhere. So so it, the, when I said that Saturday, they said, well, some people take that as sarcasm. And, you know, if people know me, I can be sarcastic or, you know, be goofy with my words from time to time. So I could see how me saying that, they'd be like, so are you really, or is it a nightmare? And I kind of went, oh, well, no, I am. And so I said, I guess I feel like I'm the lucky one that even in the midst of some of my struggles and irritations and hangups, I'm still trying to have that viewpoint that it matters. Every day we wake up, it matters. There is hope in that. There's something primal that screams out to us uh, I believe it's the very creator of the universe the creator it speaks to us to create so I, I I say that from a standpoint that you know scripture says that we are made in God's image and God is a craftsman and I think women and men there's this creation side in us that we want to be involved and help with something and push push something into life, you know, whether it's assembling that bicycle and making sure it all works for Christmas, there's something satisfying in that. And so again, I say, living the dream. I still have means to put gas in my car, to go to my job, to provide for my family. So 
that's maybe my attitude. Maybe that's where my heart is right now. Again, it's not... I say this... I I go back to like that being open and honest thing. And somebody else said it this weekend. How many times do people go up to you? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. You know, so then there's the other aspect of it. If we're going to be honest, you know, it's... Yeah, you know, I'm doing kind of crappy because X, Y, Z. Well, why don't we? Why don't we tell people? Because what are they going to do? They're going to look at you like, okay, weirdo, see you later. Or maybe it encourages another conversation, you know. But I think the response, the uh, being approached with a typical North American salutations and greeting is, hello, how are you today? I'm doing fine. How are you? Did you have a good weekend? Yes, I had a great weekend. So we try and frame things up positively. I don't think it's to deflect. I think it's maybe we do recognize, hey, we all got stuff. Maybe people don't want to hear my stuff. But I think they do to an extent because I wouldn't mind hearing other people's stuff. If you had a crappy weekend, tell me about it. I think it's okay. Are you struggling? Yeah, I'm struggling. I got this anxiety hanging over me. Maybe it's... Uh, let me back up. So... I spent so many years of my career trying to build up stuff and have things and stuff. <sighs> I guess in my mind, to have a better life, have a better life for me, my kids, my wife, my family. Uh, But a lot of it was keeping up appearances and keeping up with the Joneses, as they say. Um, And so there's a degree of humility when you really start to process, like, how much faith, how much faith, oh, you put in this stuff to make you feel safe and comfortable. And I think that's what it is. Historically, where we used to live, the house that we had very easily could be more comfortable uh, in our stuff. Uh, Now it's a little more intentional. Now uh, the idea of escape or whatever um, maybe isn't there. And so maybe when I said Friday or last week or whatever, like in those moments, be present. One of the things that one of the guys that shared at the um, that Christmas production we went to. Um, he grew up in the Pacific Northwest, and Dad died at a young age, so he kind of you know stepped up in the family, whatnot. And checking out, he checks out easily. Um, I can relate to that. It's I've I've had my methods of checking out: some healthy, some not healthy at all. And so for me, maybe that's where the anxiety and tension is that historically or habitually, this is a time of year where I would try and check out. I always think of uh, the Jim Carrey, uh, the Grinch who stole Christmas, where he like puts the nuts and bolts in the in the blender and smacking himself in the head with the hammer when he hears them saying Christmas. Make the noises. Stop, Max. Stuff like that. They, true and not true, but, you know, there's just all this noise. and um, I'm going to do my best, and, that, and that's probably where some of my anxiety is. Like, I'm going to sit in it. I'm going to be present. Um, 
just kind of roll with it, right? The um, the idea sometimes, I guess, of the holidays. I guess for too long, it's like always this focus of me, 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 I, 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 want, 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 and that's that's part of it. It switches, I think, as we grow. It's more about like this experience and being with the ones we love and just having community with other people, you know, community with our family, extended family and friends. I have to be cognitive of that so I don't check out and just go through the motions. And so part of it, that's why usually I will take vacation around the holidays. Uh, My last day of the year will be the 20th on Friday. And I'm going to be off until January just to kind of hit the reset, spend time with family, not feel so rushed and just, frankly, I need a break from work Um, just to kind of recharge and figure out where I'm going to go, you know, into the new year, kind of of developing the thoughts and processes and kind of clearing the the books in the mind, if you will, so... um, so I feel like then, all right, I don't have the stress of worrying about work or thinking about work. I can just kind of be in this moment, just just exist. Won't lie, I'm getting really excited about the Star Wars movie. I don't know if I've talked about Star Wars yet. I will say one of the greatest recent memories with with the family has been going and watching a Star Wars movie around Christmas. I love it. Um, So I guess, was that 15? 2015 when The Force Awakens came out around Christmas? And then after that, then you had Rogue One, and then you had The Last Jedi and Solo. And of course they got The Mandalorian and, you know, now coming out with The Rise of Skywalker. So... I have always enjoyed cinema for the most part. Uh, even just the experience going there, I've always loved it. Used to work at a movie theater when I was a teenager, little small town, uh, old opera house converted over. Loved it. It was awesome. Would traditionally watch movies I wouldn't, but if there were six people at the movie theater, I'd kind of sit in the back and watch. Um, kind of sneak out if they were coming for popcorn. Um, but when that Force Awakens came out, they had, I think there was like a year plus of like hype and trailers leading up to that. And I will say, you know, outside of maybe killing off Han Solo, I don't know, very well done. I And I, and I have to admit all the movies thus far have been well done. It, you know, it's... There's a story there. Part of it is maybe George Lucas had this storyline all along, but never anticipating it getting this far. But whatever. Who knows? Now it's owned by Disney, so they're going to ride this cash cow as long as they can. Um, There's been some interesting twists and turns, but at the end of the day, it's still an opportunity to go watch Star Wars in the theater. And I remember The Force Awakens and just watching that, how well it was done. We ended up going and watching that like three times, I think. I've never done that with a movie. Um, the Last Jedi we watched a couple of times. 
that one there was some good stuff in it there were some good themes in it but that one just so part of and if anybody talks to me in real life and if I get sassy about you know the Luke Skywalker character um he was my hero as a kid and then you know some of the books after like Return of the Jedi you know I don't know if it's canon or not you know that dude was a warrior and I always liked his character um had some elements that I think we all could relate to but I think this last Jedi one that would have been 2017 and I was still dealing with a lot of my stuff and while I felt that there was an emasculation of Luke and you know like this this whole I forget how many times they used it in the one scene or in the whole movie hubris how many times they referred to the hubris of the Jedi and all this I'm like oh wait a minute man you know you're turning on this but that's what was going on in my real life too there was this comparison of shutting myself off hiding isolation uh so part of that that resonated with me because I could relate to it so much and I I guess didn't want to see one of my favorite heroes go through that so there was a a human nature side to it so there was some bitterness that still lingers but they've got a chance to put a bow on this thing and end it right there you know it's the end of the Skywalker saga so you know they're they're buttoning up all these trilogies the prequels the the current um, I guess I don't know episode four five and six and then seven eight nine they're going to put a bow on it and kind of maybe hit restart I don't know you know what threads will exist moving on but I'm looking forward to it we're going to go watch that with some friends and the kids and everybody together super looking forward to it and can't wait to see how it gets set I guess uh, so I'll also say that I've been watching The Mandalorian and that's something that they've done very well too it's it's there's a thread in I guess whatever you call the Star Wars universe but you know outside of Jango Fett and Boba Fett that's all we've been introduced to via movies um, there is books and stuff that that refer to you know the the Mandalorian people but done a really good job with it there's this uh, freshness to it um, I've always liked um, western style movies uh, maybe I was indoctrinated at a young age with John Wayne but uh, I'll still say Tombstone with Val Kilmer and oh, what's the other guy you know the guy that plays Wyatt Earp uh, so the Mandalorian has that gunslinger, that bounty hunter mindset. Uh, got a real nice feel to it. I really, I think I've maybe watched three or four of the episodes. But I also think it's kind of funny that, you know, while they say that there's nothing connected or there's no, you know, important backstories, the timing of this, and so when I start to get questions, I'm watching some of this, like, from the standpoint, like, okay, so what's this baby Yoda about? Does this baby Yoda rise up because there's the darkness rising up and whoever, if it's the Emperor or Snoke or whatever, so the guy that he paid the bounty to or wanted them to go get this baby Yoda, that guy that had the uh, Empire signet or you know medallion on his neck, I'm like, so is this the Snoke character? So that's where I find myself going, like, because there's still answers yet to 
to be had like well who's this guy what's this but for the most part I can watch it from the concept like alright it's just just a part of the universe actually well done well written so anyhow so I forget where I was going with everything but welcome to my brain and my reality so I will say this again I guess the, the thought in my head is every person that we come in contact with every person has a story every person is processing something and, and sometimes it comes out and sometimes it doesn't so I guess maybe be willing to sit in it be willing to sit in the mess and um, it's not always a mess but Maybe sometimes the mess is just us being uncomfortable. Like, this is... I don't know. I don't know. So, that's the story for today, folks. I hope you have a great day. I hope that uh, your heart is full as we continue into this season. I hope that... uh, I hope that you have people around you. I guess that's really what it comes down to. Is we could have all the things that we could ever want. Things. But things don't replace people. And, and having people around you. Um, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Don't live in isolation. Don't, don't, don't try and make your corner something that you want to protect to the point to where you're not walking with other people. And, and, and being a part of this bigger picture so until next time have a great day and talk to you tomorrow friends good luck getting your shopping and everything else done before the the great uh, present opening of 2019 take care friends bye Tranquility Base here, the Eagle has landed. Tranquility Base here, the Eagle has landed. Tranquility Base here.